Phoning it in, the improvised phone-in show. My name is Dave Coffey. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. We're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week we're talking about adventure holidays gone wrong. Oscar, you had a disastrous time in the Australian outback. What happened? Yeah, Dave, I went down there to do a bit of um, shallow water canoeing. What's Um, that? It's like canoeing in a river, but it's just in very shallow water. So, like, large puddles and, uh, okay. like, small slip streams and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You must like, get stuck a lot, do you? That's the thrill, Dave. Okay, yeah, so yeah. So, like, you kind of try, you're, the, the motion you're trying to get is, like, scooting your arse along like a dog with worms. Yes. Yeah, that's really where the thrill is. Nice. Um, it's less high octane, obviously, than, like, you know, white water rafting or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's much more, like, of a core workout. And that's oh, what yeah, really that would really work you know, your core, really yeah. You engage your intercostal muscles. Amazing. But, uh, oh, it all went to pot then when uh, I was in a slipstream and I was sent out to the ocean um, and the Pacific one as well. So oh, wow. to like sharks and octopuses. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's weird because you don't think of the Australian outback as being close to the coast. It was, no, it was well, like a long, a slipstream really, into like a really long, really long strip r- r- river yeah. out into the Pacific. Yeah. It's because of global warming. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's all kicking off. Out okay, there. so p- paint a picture. You're in your canoe. You're you're out in the in the ocean. What's going through your head? So I'm like, God, like, how am I gonna how am I gonna get through this? And uh, my first instinct was just to start kind of singing through Barbara Streisand's sort of whole back catalogue, just to keep myself occupied. Uh, but then the survival instincts sort of kick in, and you go, God, you know, there's no food out here. There's no water. I don't well, have there's... my AirPods. Fish. Well, that uh, you know, that came to me then yeah. after a couple of weeks out yeah. there. Oh, a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was surviving mostly on salt water um, for the first fortnight. Now, how do you, um, I? I was under the impression that it would make you sick. Yeah, but also and kind of dehydrate you. Yeah, but I kind of I'm sort of into that vibe. Like as a fitness freak, I like to be in that sort of slightly dehydrated state because it makes your muscles sort of more mm, visible. I've so heard like, that. Yeah, yeah, I've been dehydrated fairly solidly since I was about twelve. Oh my god! So I'm... my body's used to having low levels of hydration in it. Yeah, so... I, I've been dehydrated like my whole entire life. Yeah, really swell. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really it's been so great for me from a fitness point of view. Yeah, I yeah. look unreal. So I mean, like after that first fortnight, I was getting a bit. Peckish. Yeah. Um, so I sort of tried to fashion uh, a form of harpoon out of a shoelace and a set of keys that I had. Okay. Um, and I managed to successfully catch some really, really nice sea bass, Dave. It was gorgeous. This is sounding more and more like an adventure holiday gone right. Well, where it really started to take a turn is when I washed up on this um, island with this uncontacted tribe. Right. Um, who kidnapped me. Okay. Um, and sort of started worshipping me as some form of very dehydrated, very muscly god. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately they tried to sacrifice me by throwing me into a volcano. Okay, right. Uh, and what, what what happened? How did you escape? So I held on to the side of the volcano, okay? And they were so um, 
so enthralled and so thrilled at the idea of me being pushed in that they kind of just like went off. They were like, oh, brilliant, it's done. So I just sort of had to hold on to the side of the volcano. Till they were gone. Till they were gone. Right. Um, and I kind of, you know, crawled back on. And by that time, the, the heat of the volcano had like cooked me a bit like a roast chicken. Oh. So my skin was real crispy. Oh, that's, um, that's So I was great. able to then kind of sneak by them again and they didn't recognize me because I looked so crispy and delicious I didn't I wasn't recognisable as myself okay but I was so like salt cured and crispy then that seagulls, you're making me hungry Oscar. I know uh, that seagulls then came down upon oh, God. me um, and tried to sort of I suppose they were like cannibal seagulls because they were they thought it was chickens so they were you know seagulls are like chickens of the sea yeah well they'll eat so, anything totally but it was very lucky because the seagulls then picked me up and dropped me back to Australia Oh, they they carried you all the way, all the way back to Oz. Right. Yeah, you'd wonder where they were hoping to bring you. Was there like a there's a large a, a, a leader HQ, or something? Yeah, yeah, a colony uh, just outside of Perth. Okay, yeah, they have a compound out there. Cool. Well, listen, yeah. Oscar, fascinating story. Stay on the line because um, I want to talk to a few people and, and maybe you can you can weigh in on their story. Todd, you went bog snorkeling in Monaghan. I sure did. Dave. What what went wrong? Oh well, I like snorkeling. I'm brand new to it. Yeah. All right, so like, first of all, didn't have any of the apparatus. Had to borrow them from my uncle. And I went snorkeling anyway with my mates. There I am swimming away, and just as he mentioned there a few minutes ago, all of a sudden a big giant octopus just comes along and starts like, swiggling me around. At first I thought it was like this is gas, this is playful, this is gonna yeah, be, like, yeah. a friend. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh god, I need to breathe oxygen. So like, yes. you know, <laughs> you know that was really tough. So eventually, uh, you know, I, I I got out of, the, of of his deathly grip, um, as it were, and I swam to the surface, and I just was so disoriented. I didn't know where I was. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just I've never been to Monaghan. Yeah. in my whole life. What's it like? Um, other than the giant octopus that tried to kill me, uh, it's actually quite nice. Yeah, okay. nice bars. And stuff, yeah, I, when I think bogs and Monaghan, my mind doesn't necessarily go to a giant octopus. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a weird kind of like giant bog octopus. Thing a bogtopus. If you want to, I just yeah. don't really want to like talk about it too much in like a nice way because I nearly died. But yeah, yeah. kind of like a bogtopus. Bogtopus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just to go back to you, Oscar. Like, is this? Is this all related? Like you were saying, the 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 rivers in Australia, global warming, bogtopuses in Monaghan. Are we seeing a, a trend like seagulls carrying humans away? Yeah, it's uh, all pointing towards the animal takeover that was predicted by Nostradamus. That's in what the year I was eleven sixty. That's kind of what I was working my way to. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad um, you. Uh, have you ever seen the film The Lion King? Yes, it's essentially that. So they're all going to start talking to and each other. Very kind of. Um, terse, uh, difficult interpersonal relationships, right. singing songs, and then eventually they'll take over from us because that's what that's our function on Earth, really, right. isn't it? Then we're all we're all doomed. We're all totally doomed, and it's just it's starting to happen now. You'll yeah. start to see it, and it's mainly ocean related. So obviously, like I was taken by seagulls, this lad here was taken by an octopus, you which know? which has no business inland. No, absolutely. Yeah. But you'll start to see that now where you'll have like a basking shark, do you know, in a Starbucks in Kalini. Really? Yeah. Is that something you've actually seen? It is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is I would like to you know, add that that octopus was it was singing when it was strangling me. Oh really? Yeah, so that, yeah, what, 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 what was it singing? Oh, do you know, it was singing everything. Shania Twain, Miley Cyrus, you name it, singing everything. It's kind of a country pop 
sort of kind of yeah maybe it's not from Nashville I don't know yeah, yeah. Nostradamus did say that once they start kind of into the Trisha Yearwood sort of catalogue that that's when you know end signs are upon us times are end is nigh Oscar Todd, stay on the line. I want to bring on Natalie. Um, you had an awful experience visiting the ancient Inca ruins of Machu Picchu in Peru. Yeah. What yes, happened, Natalie? Um, well, um, I was there, you know, just kind of... Um, Sorry, could you speak up a little oh, bit? Sorry, yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, I'd read some um, of Eat, Pray, Love. I don't know if you're familiar with that I, book. Yeah, I'm aware of it. Um, and I was having a really hard time for a few years previous and I just said okay I gotta do something different here why are we having a hard time do you mind me asking I'm afraid that it's gonna make me sound weak because nothing was really going wrong but I just I'd started journaling as a way to help myself and I found that I was just very negative and then I'd read back in my journal and apparently there's two types of um two types of ways we feel happy. One in the moment and one when we reflect back on our lives and think about our lives as a whole. And I'd gotten to a point where in the moment I was actually quite happy. But I was obsessed with reading these journals that I'd written. And when I thought about my life in the big picture, I was just like, this woman has got nothing. Miserable. This woman is just a can of piss. Now, when you, yeah. when you, when you're writing the journals... Were the things that you were writing at the time, did they seem positive at the time? Oh, no, because, you know, I was writing, I wasn't writing about right now. Yes, know, I was writing yeah. about, say, the day that just had been, yeah. or even, you know, reflecting back on the trying weeks. to connecting things to my childhood and things. Mm. Just really went through down this kind of wormhole of negativity. You, know, you, you want to read some of these, there's... They're the most miserable pieces <laughs> of text you've ever seen. You've okay. ever seen. They make you... They might make you just want to tear your eyes out right. and give up completely. Right. A real kind of piss. And you'd be <laughs> bored at the same time reading them. Yeah. They're like terribly upsetting and boring at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I, I mean, most people's journals, I imagine, are pretty boring if you're if you're not the... Uh, not like this. Okay, well, listen, you were having a bad time, obviously. You read Eat, Play, Love. Eat, Pray, Love. And a bit what, of it. And <laughs> a bit of it. What made you go to Machu Picchu? Well, it seemed like far away. There was mm. a deal on. Um, I still use travel agents. I know lots of people don't, but I prefer the kind of just uh, trust somebody else to yeah. do all the organising for me. So I booked this pilgrimage. I went over and um, I was doing the hike uh, up the mountain. Yeah. And... Um, I kind of went into this state. I was I have very low blood pressure, and the um, do you know the oxygen levels? Yes, quite low. Quite low. So between the low blood pressure and the low oxygen levels, I just I went into a state where I felt like I was actually floating up the mountain. Right. It was amazing. Oh yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I'd never, I'd never felt this happy. And I was completely laid out comatose at the bottom, like <laughs> towards the bottom, base camp one. Right. So you thought you were going up? I thought I was floating up the mountain. Had you fallen down the mountain? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I was in... <laughs> I was in a latrine area close to what's essentially base camp one. It's not Everest, but, you know, we have... I know, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I've broken my two femurs, which is very serious. <laughs> yeah. But I felt great right. in this state. Apparently, nobody knows how long I was out for. Mm. But I came to. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's classic. <laughs> that's just classic now. Classic, Natalie. Did you write about it in your journal? I sure did. Um, did you see any unusual animals or... In my dream? No, when you were... Well, I suppose any of the time that you were there. Um, I mean, you know, your average snakes and monkeys and parrots. And yeah, nothing oversized or well, singing. Well, I mean, again, when, when I was out of it. Yeah. It was like a dream. I mean, it was a dream world. But I'm talking Care Bears. Yeah. I mean, nobody really wants to hear about other people's dreams. Sure. But if you do, I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, nah. <laughs> but there was Care Bears. Oh, and they were so friendly. And we went on this, like, we went on a walk where we were holding hands, but we weren't really holding hands. And then... Yeah, it's getting boring already. Um, Oscar... Natalie's dream is there a connection with these Care Bears or is this just like the ramblings of a mad woman uh, well I couldn't really hear most of that uh, she was quite quiet very difficult to make yeah, out I think it's the low blood pressure I was kind of a bit sleep when I ASM more thing I was sort of falling asleep <laughs> to the to the, the hushed tones yeah, there yeah my, but, uh, my uh, back is tingling yeah but uh, no Care Bears are also Nostradamus mentioned that once a 90s TV cartoon character starts appearing in people's dreams, that's another sign of impending doom. Okay. So, so Natalie, you could be the next. Things can't get worse for Natalie. Sorry, what was that? Things can't get worse for Natalie. Well, I think things could get worse, Natalie. Um, You know, you got to be prepared for that. Um, Todd, when you saw the Bugtopus, um, what what was your reaction of the people around you like did, did anyone try and help you or or was it just abject terror and oh no I was absolutely by myself oh you're all yeah, alone no, I didn't want to do that with anybody else I wanted to really just you know dive in deep, deep. Just yeah what attracted those... you to the bog snorkeling I don't know I was just reading a book one day and I heard about that bog and Monaghan just wanted to go up get involved get dirty get dirty get my hands and knees yeah. and elbows my earlobe's dirty. You know what I mean? So just dived in. Was there yeah. any ever concern on your part that you could have been hallucinating from the sort of, you know, the bog fumes or whatever? No, well, I've never, I've never, no, not the bog fumes. I'm just thinking about Natalie and I've never seen Eat, Pray, Love. So I don't think I was on the same journey. The same just, buzz. No, not that same buzz. I was just, you know, a man who had read a book, but... In that moment, I have to admit, Dave, I'm never going back to a bog, bog ever again. I don't blame you. And Oscar, are, are you done with the canoeing? No, I got straight back on the horse. Fair so play. To speak. Fair as soon play. as I got back, I uh, flew back home to Ireland and I got back to my shallow water canoeing down the uh, canals. Canals in the summertime are great because they're yeah. so, uh, the water level is so low. In the summer, yeah. In the summer, yeah, yeah. you're just kind of scooching along for miles all the way from Longford up to Dublin. It's just Great. magic. You must have to sort of maneuver through the kind of the, the trolleys and the... That's all part of the fun. Yeah. All yeah, part yeah, of the fun, yeah. man, yeah. Now, just one one more question. Like, obviously the sea level is rising. Um, is, is, is the shallow water canoe, is that 
the right sport to be taking part in, you know, with an eye to the future. Well, you know, it's it's an ephemeral sport, Dave. You know, yeah. we don't know how long this is going to last for. It could be fucking water worlds. Yes, we so that's what I'm getting at. You know, um, so I'm just going to live it up and enjoy it while I can. Yeah. Uh, competing in the shallow water canoeing championships next year in Hong Kong. Training really hard for that right All now. Right. Best yeah, of luck. Haven't drank any water in the last 12 months. I'm looking great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and Natalie, what's next for you? Like, you've obviously discovered that um i suppose your life is terrible um is there any coming back from that i mean i doubt it because um unless you know uh, the only way out seems sorry could you speak up please (laughs) the only way out seems to to me to have accidents on purpose Mm. and try and knock myself out in a way that's going to facilitate long periods of comatose dream ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, dream dream states. I mean, that could be the future for all of us, to be it's honest. It's risky. It's kind of a Russian roulette. Um, kind of a Russian roulette, but uh, better than this hellhole that we call consciousness. Okay, well, that's something. Guys, um, thank you so much. Uh, thank you to Oscar and Natalie for, for phoning it in. Thank you. As I'm sure you know, Phoning It In is just one of the many excellent podcasts on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Here's a little teaser for another podcast you should definitely check out. Hello, my name is Stephanie Preisner and I'm here to tell you about my show, Basically. It's all in the name, really. The show makes things basic for people. We've done episodes about world religions. We've done episodes about COVID. We've done episodes, a lot of episodes about mental health and different aspects of mental health to make things accessible to people. One of the great things about the podcast is that you can contact me and let me know what topics you would like. So have a listen, see if anything tickles your fancy. And if there's something there that you think is missing, please get in touch with the show. We'll cover the topic and then you can listen to it. We're part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, so you can find us on headstuffpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. If you would like to support the show, uh, check out Headstuff Plus. For a small monthly fee, you'll not only help me to continue making more episodes of this show, you'll also get a heap of bonus content from every single show on the network. That includes new bonus episodes of this show, which will be released every other week. So please head on over to Headstuff Plus and sign up today. My special guest joining me in the studio today was at one time the largest dance hall owner and operator in the country. Les Ismore. Welcome to the show, Les. Thank you very much for having me now. I'm excited to talk about dancing and talk about a bit of, you know, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Good man, Les. That's great to have you on the show. Uh, Les, you were famous for your kind of no-frills approach to running your dance halls. How did that how, how was that? Like, what, what did you do? Well, all you need is a space and a bit of music. A space. So when you say a space, like, where would you host your dances? Well, I, I, I'm, my history is agriculture, you yeah. know, um, very much so. And I would have originally had quite a bit of land myself. Uh, and my crops failed in 63. Um, there was a huge drought. Devastating. Up, 
absolutely devastating. We were, we just gotten a crop rotation system in full swing. Yeah, it was a corn year, corn as far as the eye can see. Every every frond froze oh. and died. So it was a drought and and a frost at the same time. <laughs> That's an unusual combination. No, <laughs> quite quite regular, quite regular. Um, it's when yeah a drought is followed by low temperatures. It's very simple, really. Yeah. Um, so we needed quick ways to get money out of the family because yeah. we had gotten used to a very 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 comfortable lifestyle uh, up there. And um, I said, you know what, people love getting together, having a smooch, and what better to Sow the seeds of love, then moving your bodies together, yeah. dancing, yeah. dancing yes. is what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. So, um, and you didn't, uh, you didn't provide any like sort of toilet facilities, but you kind of used that to your favor. Yeah, I suppose we did use it to our favor in that, um, you know, it was all about natural. Getting back to nature. Yes, it was the sixties. Now the sixties didn't really happen in Ireland. No, as a, no, no. I'm sure you, you're 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 well aware. I mean, the sixties were really just an extension of the fifties and a pre preemptive, uh, more conservative seventies. Uh, but it certainly wasn't the you know summer of love or anything like that. In yeah, Ireland. But um, we were trying to bring a bit of that because I'd been to America. Oh wow! And I'd seen a lot of. Sexy things, yeah. really. Were you at Woodstock? I won't know. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Where were you? Gosh, no. Uh, I was in Ohio. Okay. Uh, learning about crop rotation. Yes. Because they are one of the... S- I can't really talk about it because I feel like I failed those people as well. Ah, know? no, Les. Well... Yeah, it's not your fault it was a, 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 a cold drought. Well, I didn't... I didn't do all the kind of old wives' tales things that you're supposed to do to keep the, you know, yeah. keep I'm the kind of superstitious. And yeah, I didn't, didn't do any of that. Like da- what kind of things are you supposed to do? Funny enough, rain dancing yeah. is one of them. Um, is that why you started the dance halls? Well, I, look, I mean, it was mainly a social endeavour and just to get the money up. But look, yeah, I was also trying to get the farm back on back on the go. Um, but, so you had uh, the rain dancing then. You had the uh, fertilizer exactly. from people, people yeah. needing to use the bathroom, yep, yep, which they yep. will when and they dance they a lot. everywhere. Yeah. Because I said it. I said, go for it. Please keep it. Uh, oh, spread it out. Spread. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. don't dig a ditch and just put it in one corner. Please don't make any like holes or use yes. the edges. All over Everywhere. the place. Yeah, yeah, just drop dry out and yeah. go for it. And this did become sort of um, a, a well-known feature of the dance because other farmers started having uh, dances on their land because they saw how popular our dances were, but they saw us raking in the money. I mean, people were spending a lot in order to be able to defecate everywhere, everywhere yeah. you know. Yeah. Have you ever defecated on the move, Dave? Uh, while mobile, while mobile, no. like on the move. No, no, it's no. fabulous feeling. I mean, it is. It is really. You cannot explain it. It's like <laughs> trying to explain, you know, uh, what a, you know what life in Japan is really like. Life in Japan. <laughs> oh, as an example, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that would be that would be difficult to 
Yeah, to, to get yeah. across in words. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yes, kind of, you know, like a like a drug or something. I, don't, I wouldn't know because I, I don't know about that. But it oh, is drugs. a fabulous feeling and um, people were willing to pay a lot in order to just be able to explore different, it feels different if you're twirling, it feels different if you're kind yeah. of jumping, it feels different. Yeah, you'd have a different result as well in terms of how it looks me- messy that could be. Um, we'll move on. Uh, I, I have uh, some callers on the line. Um, famous show band leader Ricky Doc is on the line. How's it going, Dave? Ricky, you had some issues with Les back in the day uh, with how he he, tr- he treated the show bands. Well, the dance halls were covered in shite. So that <laughs> yeah. was the first problem. Yeah, we covered that. A very yeah. unsanitary sort of a, an environment meant to be trying to walk in. Yes. But yes. I mean, the now frills approach, Steph. That was the problem. Yeah. We were all, we'd no microphones, we'd no band equipment, there was yeah. no speakers or nothing. He just wanted Alcapoco uh, music. Yeah, Alcapoco music. You know, yeah. uh, we had to sing royalty free versions of all the popular pop songs. Okay. Because he wouldn't pay the how, royalty rights. How do you do that? Is it, is it, you're kind of singing them slightly wrong you with, just with the words? the words. So yeah. say with the use and you go, oh, I'd like to jive with a person. Yeah, yeah. I want to feel the warmth of a person. Okay. Or Britney Spears, smack me darling once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Do you change the tune as the melody slightly or? No. Okay, that was, that was you doing that, the actual yeah, spot yeah, on melodies. Spot on melodies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, what other things like I I heard that you, he used to have a, an unusual way uh, a method of paying you guys at the end and end of the night. Yeah, we'd be paid in uh, dance hall tickets for future dance hall gigs. Right, which, which of course was now because <laughs> you're out performing. We're out performing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so he that's all he could offer us there was vouchers to come back to his dance hall for the reduced rate. Um. And yeah, it was very disappointing you put in a good night's walk and that's all you get. That was a type of currency because you could trade those tickets for plenty of cash in the town. Yeah, but nowhere else, only in <laughs> Term and Feck. Right, yeah. Well, it's yeah, a bit, but you it's could a trade bit... them there and then you could spend your... Your pound, cash. Your punts. Your pounds. Not punts. Pounds. Uh, yeah. Uh, punts. <laughs> punts either or, yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere, you know, you didn't have to re-spend the traded pounds in terms of feckin'. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how just, money works. It's not. It's not convenient for the band, I suppose. No, it was a lot. Of, a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah, and you also used to pay them with items left in the lost and found. Oh Jesus! Which Many the condition of those. Jacket covered in shite. Yeah, yeah. A pair of boots covered in shite. Yeah. A wallet covered in shite. An empty wallet. Then it's apart co- from the shite. <laughs> that's costing you money because you're gonna have to get you a dry clean. Get a dry clean. Yeah, it's not yeah, water. Yeah. Look, you, you never really get to smell it wider, Dave. Of uh, <laughs> shite. Human feces. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. my wife's a dry cleaner. She's been at it for forty years, and she's one of the hardest workers in the business. And even <laughs> she couldn't get it out. And I said, Phyllis. Phyllis, if you can't get it out, there's something wrong. Well, here. I certainly You've wouldn't have recommended using dry cleaning to wash out shade. That's just going to send it round and round in sort of a tumble dryer with chemicals. That is going to really mess up. You want to you want to get like a real hot hot, hot water? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. preferably in a basin outside. 
Um, and I went through the process with anyone I gifted lost and found items to. And it wasn't just the show bands. I mean, um, you know, my family, um, you know, the Christmas kids, presents, kids, friends, if you had to yeah. go to a birthday, there'd always be something in the lost and found. But um, yeah, there was a, a process that would do, do quite a, a decent job of cleaning the item. Okay, I want to bring on your daughter, Maura, because she's kind of taken over the business and is running things a bit differently now. Maura, what, what's your, what have you brought to the table? Hi, Dave. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, so it's a little bit different the way we've done it. So we've asked people to know, you know, they can defecate now yeah. wherever they want to. That's fine. You, you know, yeah. wherever they want to. Just again, you know, you know, dad kind of, I love you, dad, but you know, you, you know, you can't really shit all over the dance floor. You can't. People are going to slip. People are going to break their necks. It's a know? health hazard. It's a health hazard. Um, and also, you know, we also can't keep paying the band with um, shitty wallets and, you know, Well, if tokens. they keep expe- um, accepting it, you know, I would beg to differ there. No, I, I think that we just what we have asked to do is very little changes. Instead of things at the bar that would be seen as diuretics being served, we've mm. now we've started serving Seven Up or or Coke. Yeah. Um. So we've started serving them, and also we ask if they are to defecate. We don't want to take away from the culture of the dance halls either. So we yeah. ask them to do it politely in the corner. You used to just serve uh, coffee, was it? Cold coffee? It was coffee and prune juice is all you could get there. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. That's yeah. all you could get. Yeah, less. And I mean, we it's toasty walk, singing <laughs> show band songs, when you're trying to make up the lyrics and change them on the fly. Yeah, that's, that's tough, And uh, you know, it's going in one end and coming out the other, yeah. physically and metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a non-smoking section is what we've now signed. So it's, you know... Dance hall, you know, dance there and then go and shit in the corner. Yes. Piss, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Do, but it's know? still a, a, a large area or? Um, I mean, you kind of have to, you know, cater for everyone. So it kind of is half and half, you know. Yeah. And you don't want to lose what made the original dances so memorable, I exactly, suppose. Exactly, yeah. We, what, we didn't want to take away out. from the magic that makes it what but it, it is. But it does feel like, it does feel like it's changing and... Not, you know, Sometimes change is good, Liz. I don't want to be, you know, a stopping, you know, progressive kind of evolution. And I want to give power to my children, but it is, it is losing a lot of what its heart was. And we've, we've seen a huge exodus of our original dancers. And it is fancy. I could, you couldn't call it no frills now. I mean, there's, there's um, quilted quilted toilet paper there's um there's glasses it's not just drink the prune juice straight from the tap because okay. we would have it on tap paints you know um it's not um the dress code no you know there's a dress code okay so well, what's the dress code just you know no sneakers uh, shoes. I would like to point out the dress code is now that people have to wear underwear, but because before they weren't wearing underwear, so they could just it's all slip out. It was, it was just shoes, it, it felt less sneakers. like a dance and more like a let's throw our feces all over the place, you know. So there has can to be it not there. be both? I don't think. I mean, also she said that you know he said that you know most people don't come anymore that would have come before. That's because they've gotten sick from the feces. Oh, and you're going to get a lot of dysentery, yeah. I'd say. Oh, I yeah. got diphtheria. Diphtheria, yeah. <laughs> we all got diphtheria a few times. Uh, you're still going strong, though, Ricky. I absolutely am. You're still on the touring scene. We're still gigging, uh, doing our Joe Dolan tribute band. And, okay, uh, yeah. Just keeping the dance hall culture alive. Give us a bit of Joe. Go on. Uh, sure, I'm Joe Dolan, uh. and I'm not alive anymore. <laughs> Classic. That's me channeling. Uh, you, you. Love us. Love us. 
Um, I want to bring on another guest. Uh, stay on the line, um, uh, Amora. I want to bring on Garda Tom McNamara. You've reopened a cold case um, related to these dance halls. What, 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 what's that about? Yes, uh, so we had a murder back in 1978. Okay, at one of these dances? At one of the dances, right. uh, yeah. Uh, can, you, can you tell us a bit about it? So it is very confidential, but I don't mind sharing it with you, Dave, okay. just between us. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll, yeah. So there was a fella who was found in a state of death. And he was covered in trash. Oh, no. He was. He was, was that related to the death? Yeah, that was the ultimate cause of it. Was he drowned in trash? Oh, God. And uh, it was deemed to be non-accidental now at all. It right. seemed there was foul play involved. Right. And this was the, the leader of a, uh, uh, another dance hall. And, uh, a rival a, dance hall? A rival dance hall. He was okay. a proprietor in the town. Yeah. And uh, we think now that uh, it may have been something to do with that. Do you suspect an individual for this or a number we of people? We have a suspect now in mind. Okay. We do. We do. Uh, I won't name him now on the air, but right. I think now we could put two and two together and make five, you know? Yeah, as in... There's somebody who stood to gain uh-huh, uh-huh. on from a from a dance hall uh-huh, proprietor uh-huh. point of view. Les, do you have anything to say about? Because obviously you were aware of the murder at the time. Look, there was a an even dirtier underbelly at these events. You How do you know? mean? Well, there were dark areas. Right. Like a dark, I'm not sure if you're familiar with dark rooms in certain like types photography of clubs. Or? No, oh. not in photography. No, no, like, um, gosh, I'm very uncomfortable talking about this now, I must say. But um, like sex rooms. Okay. Sex areas. Yeah. Where people might go and um, get involved or just watch yeah. with torches and... Um, kind of like little shoes on the side. Okay. Now we just let that, we just you let turned it, let, blind t- eye. turned a blind eye, let it all go on. But, um, look, poor Raj was his name. I don't know if I can say that, um, but anyway, it's done now. Um, he, God bless him, he enjoyed that side of it. Okay. He wasn't really into the dancing, but he was really into those dark areas. Those dark areas got pretty dark. Okay. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, metaphorically speaking or? Both. Okay. Like, I mean, like even even with a torch, the the substance of the people and the fluids would just suck all light out. Yeah, it's hard to penetrate through. Quite, yeah, quite, that, yeah. That level. But also the... What was going on was really, 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 really dark. <laughs> um, All consensual, but still absolutely. Well, now, murder up. is not consensual, Les. Well, that's true. I will bring you to task. I will I bring justice. That's the last the, thing I do. I have. Um, Are you, you saying you plenty of people have said that he died doing what he loved uh-huh. and died? So you're saying the death was accidental? Yeah, or. Or some sort of um, like uh, like um, climactic suicide. 
uh, but unintentional kind of. I don't know. I, I cannot <laughs> assume to know what his preferences were. <laughs> right. But, uh, but this happened really weird. There's evidence that it was autoerotic fecal asphyxiation that killed Yes, yeah, yeah. But, but was I it accidental it or was it something he... Was it, so, was it something he a, had explicitly asked for? It's a likely story. It's a likely story, there, Les. Look, I want to bring in more because obviously this is a PR disaster back in the day for you guys and it nearly brought your business to its knees. This is when you came in and started to kind of, I suppose, for want of a better word, clean things up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I know I don't want to say anything bad about anyone else on the line at the moment, but, you know, when a dead body is found... You're the only dance hall that throws feces at the wall and that dead body has feces all over it and inside it. Yeah. You kind of have to look within, don't you? You need to take um, a long, hard look at yourself. Yeah, but then as I said before, you don't want to take the culture away, Dave. Yes. You don't want to take the culture away. So what is it? that That's what we've done. We've what's, split the room. We've what's split the, the what's room. The, what's the middle ground? Yeah. Do you still have these... Uh, Dark rooms. We uh, we have we, we I wouldn't so much call it a dark room as more a, a, a it's an outhouse with 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 curtains on it. You know what I mean? It's just a dark outhouse and it's it's just off the side of the, of the hall. Yeah. Have things been cleaned up a little bit there or is again it... no because you know that's what people if they're going to the outhouse that's what they want to get into. They want to get dark and dirty. Yeah, but are you, you might take that away? You know. Well, are you worried though, more that you could have another Raj on your on your hands? I mean, not really. I mean, now we have security guards. Okay. You know? Um, So they're keeping an eye on things. They're keeping an eye on things. And as I said, we are cooperating with the the law um, and hope that everything is sorted out. Just about cooperating. Well, I was going to say... Well, I have given you tokens to the dance. It's not our fault that you can't come. Tom, what is the legal stand on these kind of dark rooms? Like, if everything's consensual... Well, listen, if everything's consensual, that's one thing. I'm not here to kink shame. I'm here to murder shame. Yes. You can't go around murdering people. Yeah, 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 yeah. There have to be consequences for the actions there. Yeah, yeah. And I won't rest. I won't rest now until I won't rest until all these scat houses have been shut down. Oh right, so I you, won't rest. You, you wanna have it all I wanna have it all shut down. This lens this is was more one, now. This was one death in nineteen seventy eight. Uh that been, we know of. That we know of, Dave. Well what he's what he's suggesting. I think Tom. there could be some form of scat serial killer going on. Right, and they're and they're and they're, they're 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 covering it up. They're covering it up, like covered in shit. Yeah, they're literally covering. Covered in shit. Yeah. Yeah. So what what you're what you're saying is then, you know, a lot of these kind of missing persons cases that we see, the vanishing triangle, covered in shit. Yeah, so people go to a dance hall and then they're never seen or heard uh-huh, of again. Uh-huh. We assume they're they're just gone on a oh, sesh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll turn up a few days later. Uh-huh. You think? Buried in shite. There's a small work, that's what I think. If you go by our local police station, very little crime happens in the area. And that was a huge excitement in 1970. I remember the town went crazy when there was that death because it was so exciting. A for bit people. of respect, though, Les, for Raj. Absolutely. I'm just saying it like it was, right, Dave. It right. was at it. And people went wild. You got a lot I of mean, media coverage, Dave. Got uh, yeah. Got a lot of media coverage. The police were like. Um, Cows on shit? They were like. Cows and shit, they were like um, just party animals for weeks afterwards. They were high on the power of having this kind of case. And very little has happened in the area since then. And uh, you go by and they're all watching really violent movies. They're watching CSI. They're like absorbed in crime on TV. And this is like some sort of fantasy now. Okay, well, look, I'm going to... grown up in the police station about... Um, 
trying to kind of talk concoct about fantasies now with your kinky fantasies now murdering people and another thing. covering them in shame. Well, hang on, Tom. These are strong accusations. You started off sort of you know, dancing around who might be responsible. Read my book, Dave. Read my book and you'll know. Okay, well, people can read your book. I don't want to be responsible for, for anything libelous against uh, uh, Les. But what I will I will put the question to you more is, what do you say about all these people who've come to the dances and then mysteriously disappeared? Uh, I mean, how many have disappeared? I know that one... Well, you sh- tell me. Yeah, I mean, there's one that died, fair enough, and I won't well, always... one that we know of, yeah. That we know of, yeah. I mean, listen... But we're like talking said, about but- dozens of people who... I've hundreds. gone hundreds, hundreds of, of people, people over the years who've gone to these dances and then the next day their families are looking for them, their friends are looking for them. And oh, they're... come here, we've all had a heavy weekend, Dave. Yeah, come no, on, I know, you know but, I mean? but if you turn up at the end of the weekend, yeah, well, that's you know, one thing. Listen, people, adults are adults. They can do whatever they want, okay? I don't always agree with what my, what my dad says and does about these things, but I have to admit, like, you know, he has a point. There's a culture there. People like throwing their feces people all want, over the place. And an awful lot of people... You know, we're still emigrating that, at that exactly, time. Exactly. So oh, we're kind yeah. of using it as a, as a, 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 a last hurrah yes. before yes. they emigrate. And they did lots of, you know, you know, lots of people don't like saying goodbye. Yes. Uh, Irish I goodbye. hate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of a night, or if, I, if you know, I see a visitor at Christmas, uh, I have a cousin that lives in. Um, in France and he comes over from Toulouse and it's Christmas and then he has to go and I know I'm not going to see him till next week and it's going to be so awkward and yes. we'll say oh well, we must do Zoom calls we must talk to each other and then we don't yeah, yeah. you know much better if we can just go to some big party and then question are they alive? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> and that did you, you did just leave when you went to Ohio didn't you? you just that was just you I were up and gone I so not you were do dead. what they couldn't deal with all those yeah. I knew I was going to come back now that you Maybe went just after the murder back. you went off to Ohio that was it then well, nobody oh there. yeah 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 very I mean the law has been always out to get dad all these years you know they actually grew up together and they you know they you think it's a vendetta oh absolutely from town of Tom's yeah there was there was one time that Tom wasn't allowed into the dance hall and then all of a sudden all these people are going missing so that, you know what I mean I'm trying to run a business it's here it's a baseless accusation baseless well what do you say though to this theory Tom that the people that have gone missing they just use the dance hall as one last hurrah and then cut all ties uh, and, and, and emigrate it. Look, I'm not on social media, so I can't follow these people, whether they're, you know, in Australia or whatever. But I have a very strong suspicion now that Les is murdering them all. Well, that is... And that's all I need to say. <laughs> that's that's all I need to say. Very serious accusation. These, these are our p- police. In the, I mean... Are you, do you feel victimised? I do, I do. And do I get a kick out of it? You know... I kind of do. You know? <laughs> Wait, out of the police victimisation? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've seen so much over the years that very little gets me going. Okay. Right, so you really need to... But being look. accused of be, you know, being part of facilitating some huge, sh- shitty, serial killing mass <laughs> attack over decades, <laughs> really, now that is what... I like. <laughs> I'm afraid we're out of time. I'm here to fit that. I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank Perler Work, <laughs> Ren Denny, and Connor Brown. <laughs>
Guys, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, Connor, I'll start with you. So, yeah, I have. Um, on the 10th of April, I'm in Wigwam for a drag brunch with my drag sister in Evoke Reaction. Mm-hmm. Probably never heard of them. Um, the 24th of April for a uh, brunch in the Bernard Shaw. And that is it. Should have prepared notes. <laughs> uh, I'm also at those drag brunches. I'll be at the, the Courch Festival uh, in Galway uh, on the 8th of April performing. And um, follow me on all social media platforms at Evoke Reaction at Rent Dennehy at the Queer Cabaret. Thank you. Amazing. It's great to hear people actually having <laughs> gigs again. Yeah. Yay. Perlo? No, not. Anything you want to, though? Um, well, you from... are always very kind about plugging our three episodes <laughs> of Someone for Everyone. Someone for Everyone, yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave, so I, I'm, I'm actually not even going to plug that because it seems so old. But it's too late. It's, it's, done. Now. it's done now, yeah. Yeah, and Ireland's Ear. Uh, also Ireland's available here. with uh, archives. Funny. Can archives I uh, can I plug my drag page now because of what I did? <laughs> did yes, there. absolutely. So Coco Chanel underscore number five on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Amazing! Thank you, guys. Thank you to the Headstuff Podcast Network for having us, and to Bobby Ahern for our theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Wow, that was a lot of poop. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.